Sometime in June, we brought the first episode of this topic. Is love enough in marriage to you? But because time wasn't our friend, we got for another episode. Since it was the first time of discussion, we only centered around the theme, love and marriage. Now, I want to use this opportunity to play you a snippet from the first episode where I had the pastor, Ope Coyote Crown, the founder of Youth World Foundation, a regional pastor with one of the most prestigious Pentecostal churches in Lagos, and a relationship and marriage expert. Couples are suffering, marriages are breaking, a lot, a lot of things are happening, all and in most marriages. Introducing another great speaker, Evangelist Mrs. Gladys Ohiagwa, who is a wife, a mother, thrifts businesswoman, and a relationship counselor. Maybe you just have these feelings and say, oh, I love this person. You're the sugar in my tea. You're the cockroach in my cupboard. You are this, you are that. That alone yeah. cannot make up a good home. And to balance things up, to get opinions from a futuristic single point of view, there was precious Chukuma Oguluma, a video creator and editor, a cinematographer, and a co-drone pilot for PH Drones. Now, love is the suit. Love, love, love is the whole package. Now, inside this love, you have respect, you have communication, you have forgiveness, you have kindness. But who am I? My name is William Springs Chiriki, your host. And this is Coco Hops. I want us to do something. Go grab a pen and paper. You you will need to jot down a few things because this episode is going to be educative. Trust me, you need to sit tight. However, nothing changed because I have the three interesting speakers from episode one. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's wonderful. Now, on today's episode, we will be discussing battering and violence in marriage. And today's episode will be divided into segments. The first segment, we will look at the causes of violence in marriage. The second, the effects. The third, the signs. And the last segment, the rescue mission. To get started, let's generally look at battering and violence in marriage. Pastor Pei, you have the mic. Uh, thank you for having us this evening again. Uh, I'm glad we're talking about this issue of abuse in marriage. I want to know, uh, I want us to know first and foremost that family is everything. Family is the strategy of God to sustain humanity on health. This is God's method. So God is interested in every family. So as much as God is interested, devil is also interested. That is why we see all these uh, abuses, all these problems in marriage, the marriage that have been serious issues. So, you know that a house that is divided against itself cannot stand. So any household that fight against each other cannot survive. And a house where anyone is unsafe is not a home. 
So domestic abuse, as we've seen it, it's a very serious case. It's not acceptable in any form, in any home. There are reported cases here and there where men beat up their wives as well as cases of women torturing their husband's emotion, you know, whether physical or emotional abuse from men or women respectively, none is excusable. So, well, men, I believe men should be tender with their wives and be there with them always. Women also should learn to control their tongues and watch what they say to their husband. Do nothing should ever make a man raise his hands to beat, to beat his wife. Uh, but women can help their men too to put a leash on their emotional outburst. So Christian marriages is what we're talking about today and is the hope of God. But Devin is not happy with your home. Devin is not happy when a home is united. It wants it crumble. That is the source of marital abuse or domestic violence. He wants you to fight against each other always. And, and I mean, turn your home to a war zone. So I, I, I think um, maybe before we go on, I, I, I would just like to, to define what domestic abuse is all about. So when after that, we can uh, begin to discuss around this matter. In, by definition, domestic abuse of violence is any pattern of behavior in any relationship that is used to gain power and control over a spouse or a partner. So, it includes behaviors that intimidate whatever you do that intimidates, terrorize, frighten, control, or hurt or manipulate, blame, injure, or wound your partner in a relationship or in a marriage. That is domestic abuse or marital abuse or violence. So, and it could be physical, it could be sexual, it could be emotional, it could be economical, it could be psychology in nature. So it comes in different forms. Somebody may say, I've never beaten my wife before, but you may also be emotionally abusing her and, and you don't know. So, we need to understand different forms of uh, abuse in marriage and know how to help ourselves out of it. So, maybe at this point, I'm going to stop and uh, allow other speakers to talk, then we'll we move on from there. All right. Um, as far as um, try to explain and define what marital abuse is. And, you know, I just want to add that marital abuse is not all about, you know, beating and all of that. There are different aspects of abuse in marriage. You know, a man or a woman can abuse his or her partner in words, in actions, um, um, a lot of ways, not just beating aspects, you know, and most of the time, the women are vulnerable, are the ones experiencing this abuse, 
because he might get married to a man he has never touched you before like raising his hands on you as a woman but how about the way he talks how about the way he talks you down like it will just rubbish you there are some men their mouth eh? oh my god see that when they talk it is better they even beat you hmm? it is better they beat that woman up than using their mouth to talk you down so that's another aspect of abuse and you know for women women are very very sensitive to what they hear there are some women like i said it is better or just beat me the way you want to beat me but you see that word that word that just comes out from your mouth ah it can cause a lot of problems they can hold on to that word for years if it's not well treated you understand so how do you know you're in, a, in an abusive marriage the way the man treats you probably he doesn't even care about your finances your he doesn't even care about the um, financial aspect of the home he doesn't care about the upkeep of the home and in his actions there are some people like pastor said marriage is a beautiful thing i keep saying it i think i said it the last time and i will say it again the moment you can conquer communication in marriage man you're going to have a beautiful marriage communication lack of communication is the common is is let me say it's the number one problem in marriages there are some marriages there are some couples when you see them at home they are um how will i put the cat and dog but if you see them in public you see them ah and also that i will be like oh these couples ah, i've never seen this type before i just want to be like them you know they can fake it but inside what they are going through they are going through hell i'll tell you about something a, a family that we we are, we try to handle but unfortunately the lady refused to stay about that not being open you know this man she got married to the man and in fact from the onset she she was not the marriage didn't go down well with her she was not so interested like that but she just said oh i beg let me just let me just go in i think i love i love the guy i think i think and she went in so as the marriage were going on like that how many years i can't remember now but somehow she noticed the man was not forthcoming you know it's always inside it's always i don't know how to say it only for her to find out that this man is a gay you understand this man is a gay and she oh god it was like the head she just opened for her to just bury herself inside this man is a gay that is serious and seriously very serious yes and the guy was not even showing any form of remorse so we tried to you know the lady had to call for elders of the church pastors and all that 
what should we do? This is what I'm going through in my marriage. Meanwhile, in public, do you know that this man is a worker in church? This man is the head of follow-up in the church. Oh my God. It's a terrible thing. It was a terrible experience. So they tried to, you know, settle the matter and all of that. But the man was not ready to change. It has gotten into him that he was not ready to change. And sometimes he brings guys to the house. And when she see, he will introduce them to her as his friends or cousins like that. And unfortunately, the lady could not stay in the marriage. To cut you short, I, I, yeah. think, uh, I think there is a similar case like that too. I think there's a similar case like that too that uh, presently mm. uh, I'm handling. And mm. after two years of marriage, the, the wife just ran away, uh, packed her thing mm. one of these days and ran out of the house. Why? Not because the man was practically beating her up. But uh, mm. she's passing through a lot of emotional problems, mm. abuses there and there. She's feeling empty. Mm. This man does not care about her. This man just care about his money, about food, about sex. Nothing about that makes any sense. So this man, I mean, monitors her every, everywhere. No trust, so overprotective, you know. She has been, I mean, abused emotionally to the point that yeah. she packed her load mm -hmm. and out of the house. We are see, we are see on it. The truth is communication is key in every aspect of a relationship, be it um, casual or friendship or marriage. And the other part, which is um, speaking up, most persons want to die in silence, maybe because they can't express themselves or, you know. All right. Forging ahead on this segment, we'll be looking at the causes of violence in marriage. Um, why do couples fight each other? Why do marriages experience difficult times? Or why do couples experience domestic abuse? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the first thing I'm going to look at is domestic abuse is satanic. It is an evil way from the pit of air to damage the good fabric of our homes. It's not ordinary. So sometimes you look at it, this is not the man I married. This is the man you've been with for 10 years. He has never beaten you before. He has never cheated on you before. But all of a sudden, you wake up one morning and, and, and he begins to misbehave. So, we need to know that it, it is beyond him sometimes. So you don't begin to fight back. You need to fight the real enemy. You need to stop fighting the wrong enemy. Definitely is the real enemy. Let, let's stop fighting each other. Victory does not come by accident. We are all in the war. But I'm saying the battle is masterminded by the devil. What he use more often than not is divide and rule. Divide the two of you. So you begin to fight against each other. What about negative seed? It will sow negative seed into your heart against your partner. And when you think of your partner, you, you see them as your enemy. Meanwhile, he or she is not your enemy. Because when you are fighting against your family, you are fighting against yourself. So let's beware. 
all couples like you, we have issues. Once we were in, one time or the other, whether you know or you don't know, there are issues in hope. But we must learn to forgive each other and let go of the past offenses and move on. So, causes why couples do have serious issues, fight each other, experience uh, emotional domestic abuse. Demonic manipulation is, is 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 one of the, I mean, key reasons. Then communication problems, we'll talk about that the other time. Lack of time together, no time to bond. Finance and money, issue of money, trust issues. Where are you coming from by this time of the day? Why do you come late from work? You know, because you can trust each other before you do it. Fight with that. Sex. You know, sex. Outshows. Habits. And sometimes to extended family. When you allow third party to come in. In between the two of you. And sow some uh, negative seed. Before you know it, there will be issues. So, please, let's, let's, let's move on from here. I hope uh, Madam Gladys have something to say on this. Yeah. So you you just finished everything. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, I'll just uh, buttress on those points. Yeah. Financial mismanagement is one of the causes. Lack of trust. You don't trust your partner anymore. You know, your partner goes that and you are scared. Your partner goes on maybe three days, four days, business trip, and you are so scared. You're not so sure of your partner anymore. Lack of sex. Mm. This sex issue is, is a problem in so many marriages. It's causing a lot of marriages to break. Lack of not giving adequate sex. And then lack of understanding from both parties lack of understanding they don't understand themselves they don't understand their love languages they don't understand you know when one person is angry what should you do should you also be, get angry and then turn the house upside down there'll be war at home lack of understanding they don't understand themselves they don't understand how to undo you know um quarrels of course Couples will quarrel. Yes, they will quarrel. They will have arguments. But how do you resolve them is another issue. They lack it. Then, most importantly, forgetting the God factor before marriage and after marriage. Before marriage, how did you meet the guy? How did you meet the lady? Were you directed by God? How were you very sure that this is God's plan for you? And then after marriage, when you are sure that this is God's plan for you, what, where did you place God? Where did you place God? Because the foundation that is shaking, before you know very soon, it will crumble. So where did you place God in your marriage? What do you do? What's, what's, what's the position of God in your marriage? husband and wife, what is God's position in the marriage? You know, there's a saying that says, let go and let God. Let God be the center of your marriage. And you know, a couple that prays together, they play together, they enjoy together, they have fun together. If you lack the spiritual as marriage is spiritual, 
if you lack the spiritual aspect and do not involve God, God is a spirit. The devil is a spirit. We cannot see both of them, but we know that they exist. So if you let God go, the devil will come in because there should not be any vacuum. There is no vacuum. Something must fill up something. So it is either God is the one filling up that marriage or it is the devil himself filling, up, filling it up. So once the devil is in charge, like Pastor said, it begins, you begin to look at your spouse like there's this hatred you begin to feel towards that person. This is the person that you used to love. This is the person that, oh, you have the cockroach in my cupboard. You have the um, uh, bread in my tea, whatever. But all of a sudden, you started hating on the person. All of a sudden, you don't just want to see this person. There's somebody in my church. She said, I don't know what I did to my husband. My husband cannot just look at my face and tell me what I did wrong. As in, the man is scared of her. And she's like, please look at my face. Is there anything wrong? The man would rather go to her best friend and tell her everything that is happening between the both of them. And he will not tell the best friend, please go and tell your friend, though. Please go and say, do you understand? And before you know it, it's a causing problem. He couldn't just look at the face of the woman. So... All these are, I think, many more, many more things are also involved in causing marriages to. Uh, uh, I think for us to move on, uh, nobody prays for a broken. Yeah. But we need to, we need to get prepared. We need to get prepared. We need to allow God to have His way in our homes, and like I said earlier. You need to remain a Christian if you want to enjoy your home. Because the, the closer I am to God, the better for me to love my wife. The farther I am from God, the worse for my home. Yeah. But I want to be a good husband. I need to be a good Christian. That's right. If I am a bad Christian, I will be a bad husband. That's Not right. because I don't want to beat my wife like others who beat their wife. But yeah. because I know I am first responsible to God, mm-hmm. then I'm now responsible to my wife. So, there is a God factor in my relationship. hope you can hear me. There, there, there is a God factor in my, in my relationship. So it is not just all about me and my wife alone. God is involved, and I can't kick God's place out of it. There is something most families do. They fight. But I always argue does not mean that you fight well. Every couple has friction here and there, but they never feel like they have won. You just keep fighting. But you don't feel like you have won. So there is more fight, more fight. And you don't have much time to pray every day. But you have ample time to fight. You see battle with your partner every day. That is not the best. That is not the best. Marriage was ordained by God. And hence, we need his presence to, to, to sail the ship of our relationship. <laughs> All right, awesome, right. And on this segment, we'll be talking about the factors or what's 
causes abuse in marriage. It, it, Sometimes it was a trend, you know. Many persons were complaining about their marriages online. You know, people had the courage to speak up. People had the courage to come on social media to talk about their marriage and how they have been suffering in silence. So yes, we want to talk about the causes of abuse in marriage. So we're talking about the effect of what we're talking about today on homes. The, the effect of uh, abusive marriage or domestic violence on homes. For the family itself, you are destroying your family. You are destroying the intimacy of your of your marriage. The two will become one. It's only a madman who beats himself. It's only a madman who, who takes off knife and cuts himself. So when you are beating your wife up, you know what that means? You're beating yourself. And that is not, that is not acceptable in the sight of God. So that breaks your intimacy. The home is no more safe. It's not safe because a house where anyone is unsafe is not a home. Let's take, for instance, the case of uh, the, the late Mrs. Osinashi Uwasuko that we, we all heard about some months ago. Can you imagine what is happening to the children right now? Because at the time, the court sentenced the husband to death by hanging. So they left the, 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 the children fatherless, motherless, orphans, because of domestic abuse and violence. So we should take of the effect on the case we are raising. Most children today that are very violent in society, if you trace it very well, that violent behavior is more often than not traceable to the kind of homes they are from. You need to look at it. Because if every day what the what the young boy wakes up to see is the, the, the dad beating up the mom, slapping the mom, the mom crying every day. The little girl looking at how the mom is, I mean, the, the, the mother is being beaten like that. We grow up with a mind that I will not allow anyone to do this to me. You know, we grow up with a mind that I'm going to be strong for myself. I'm going to deliver myself from the hand of anyone. So, she's going to grow up being violent against any man. And if that kind of a, a, a girl grows up, marries eventually, you can imagine how, I mean, the ripple effect, how she will be reacting to the husband. So, you know, we, 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 we must not be breeding animals. When there is abuse in homes, if care is not taken, you will be breeding violent animals. Children without emotions. Children that are addicts, that are bitter, that want revenge. So when they get to school, they beat up their, 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 their classmates. They beat up their classmates. They don't see the opposite as identity because that is how the father has. So those are the things we should be weary of. The effect on the kids we are raising, the effect on our partner, making them to be sad, depressed, you know, bitter against against us, unforgiveness, unforgiveness in their heart, all of this 
are the negative effects we should be wary of. Wary of. Thank you. If I have to speak on the causes of, um, okay, okay, um, let me skip that. The effect of um, marital abuse and violence. Now, Pastor Opea has said something about the effect it has on children. Now, so many persons, or let me use myself as an example. Growing up, I see marriages, you know, get, you know, people separate, marriages are not working. And I grew up with this fear that hmm, this relationship, this relationship thing is, is there, is there a need, no need, I beg, you know, that kind of mindset as a child. It took me, it took me a whole lot. It took me, will I say, I would say the grace of God, basically, to come to an understanding that, yes, there are bad marriages. That means there are also good marriages. There are bad relationships. That means there are also good relationships. Now, people have, because of the notion of bad relationships, bad marriages, abusive marriages, um, violence in marriages they've had that notion and they've decided anything relationship anything marriage no they've sealed their hearts they've sealed their mind and that's it so now if 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 someone can see your your marriage as worthy for them to uh, emulate in order to start their own journey then 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 your you're destroying a generation without knowing because if that person doesn't get married that means they don't give birth to a child that means that child doesn't grow up to give to get married and give birth to another child and you're seeing what an attitude has cost so despite the internal um, effects like pastor person about uh, minister Osinachi, now her children what will happen to those children going up without a father going up without a mother it's in this kind of society today it's it's, it's devastating so having that internal you have an external effect where people are watching the truth be said people are watching marriages youth the younger ones are learning they are looking at and asking themselves is this what's going into is this what's going into people they are into these things are complaining they are shouting they are crying just like mrs gladys said how would i be married to a woman and i'm going to complain to her best friend as a young person seeing that kind of marriage i'm like hmm, no need though no no need no if this if 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 this is what people are going through, then I don't have to get into this kind of, um, 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 or start this kind of journey. So for me, that's it. So the effect is, it affects those people that are yet to even start the journey. It, 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 it builds fear. So that's my two cents. All right. I just want to talk about one of the causes before I go into the effect. Um, Lack of wisdom. Okay, lack, lack of wisdom. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 14, verse 1, it says, Every wise woman buildeth a house, but the 
foolish blocks it down with her hands. A wise woman will build her house and make it work, will build her marriage and make it work. Except maybe um, the abuse becomes um, unbearable. And then you know that, oh my, I need to find my level. You understand? But naturally, once a woman gets into marriage, one of the major things, one of the major things you will need is wisdom. Wisdom on how to live with your husband. Wisdom on how to, of course, it's a school, so you, you cannot even um, come out of it until let's do you both parts. So wisdom is key. If you are not able to apply wisdom in marriage, ah, sorry, because that man you are looking at when you were dating, it will change. There are some attitudes you will see. There are some characters you will see. That lady you saw when you were not married, you guys were doing fine, forming and all of that. When you get to marriage, year one, year two, year three, it will pass. And you start saying things. What do you do? Wisdom is profitable. Wisdom is profitable. Like I said, it is when it becomes unbearable. You know that this is an abusive marriage. And so I need to, you know, find a solution to it. Okay. Then the effect of an abusive marriage is going to affect the children negatively. Yeah. It's going to affect them negatively negatively in their emotions, in their attitude. You know, there's a story I heard that the father of this boy always beat up the mother. And he, he told the boy that women are meant to be, you know, submissive. You are supposed to be on top of them. You're supposed to be a boss over them. And so you humble them by beating them. Do you understand? So when this little boy, a teenager, I think um, he got to a school or something, I, I can't remember, but he had an engagement with a girl and he beat this girl up, like he beat her up very well. And when they were interrogating, interrogating him, why, why would you do that? My daddy said, women are meant to be submissive and I'm supposed to be on top of them. And if they mess up, I beat them. Do you understand? So I used to tell people, if I take care of my children, bring them up in a godly manner, and you take care of your own child in a well in a godly manner also, and the next person takes care of his own, his own child in a godly manner also, the world is going to be a better place. Our children's future will be secured. We will know that, oh, when my, when my um, daughter or my son is up to the marriageable age by the grace of God is is going to definitely see a good man, a good woman. But now we have prayer points. We are now preparing and praying for our children, even ahead, for God to preserve a man or a woman that their head is correct. <laughs> their head is correct. So um it's going to really affect the children because as they are growing up they will start having negative perception about marriage. And then it's going to lead, lead to bitterness and anger. B 
bitterness and anger, especially towards the women, it can lead to bitterness and anger. And such a thing, it can also lead to health issues. And that's why I see some people in marriages, they start developing hypertension, they start developing all sorts of sicknesses. Why? Because the home has become very, very um, hot. It's like a boxing ring. The man comes back home and you are scared. The man does something and you are bitter inside of you. You can't even talk. Like Pastor said something. There are some men that don't give room for their wives to express themselves. And before you know it, they start bottling up everything. Oh, who will I talk to? Who I just want to talk to somebody. But when the man is not available for them to talk to, and they are even scared of, you know, talking to the next person because they don't even trust that person. And before you know it, the person will just be eating, keeping things in his or herself, and the thing will be eating the person up. Bitterness will enter, anger will enter. Before you know it, the person is developing um, health issues, hypertension, and all of that. Please, let us try to make our marriages work. Um, I think I'll stop here. Thank you. The fear that a child can actually turn bad, you know, and abusive and bitter should serve as a reminder to every relationship moving towards abuse. That being said, our discussion so far is giving up the idea that um, only men abuse women. But I know that women also abuse men. Physically, you could say it is not on the high percentage, but um, emotionally, husbands are getting it hot. Okay, like I said earlier, today's episode is segmented, and on this segment, we'll be looking at signs to show that you are in an abusive marriage. What are those things, those possible things, those possible signs you, 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 you notice? Those, those things you see that, that is happening that has not happened before. Those are the things that, that's going to show you that, oh, well, it seems I'm in, I'm in an abusive marriage. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, abusive marriages is not, can, can never be one way. So there are women too that abuse their husband. There are women that beat their husbands up. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, you don't believe that. There are women that beat their husband up. When they just shut up and sit down there, the man will just shut up and sit down. So I've seen cases like that too. So only that most women, their weapon is their mouth. So they will beat you up and finish you with their mouth. And the man will think like committing suicide. Yes, sir. So they flog the man emotionally. Yes, sir. So, and that is also part of uh, marital abuse, domestic uh, abuse, too, because uh, it's not only physical. Like I said earlier on, it is any attitude or behaviors that intimidate, terrorize, frighten, control, hurt, manipulate, blame, frighten, injure, or wound someone. So, it could come from 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 either side, so uh, we need to we need to balance it up. Thank you very much for 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 that point. They're talking about um, how do one know that he or she is an abusive uh, marriage? That is the signs that you are in an abusive marriage. Well, when your partner 
begins to call you names, insults you, put you down, trample on you, you know, control you with force, cage you, prevent you from maybe going to work, going to school, doing things for yourself, seeing your family members, seeing your friends, just caging your life. When your partner threatens you with violence, with weapon, you know, little thing in the house, maybe the husband will bring out bed, you know, and flog the wife. <laughs> and when you're not flogging a baby, this is your wife, for God's sake. Any little thing, the bet is out. You know, that is violence. Or when it won't be the wife or the husband anyway, when the partner beats up, I mean, the other person hits you, kicks you, you know, slaps you, any little thing, a hot slap, shock you, hurt you. And sometimes it will also extend to the children violently, violating the children. You know, that is abuse. Or when your partner tries to control your spending, your movement, or your life without your saying. Like you don't have a say in this home. And whatever you say is, is, is meaningless, is useless, doesn't count. To talk, you are afraid. There is a problem. There's a problem. When your partner makes you feel like you are working on a time bomb, whenever you are together, you don't even know what you say that will make that will, that will get her angry or that will get him angry. You are overly, I mean, you are over careful not to step on his toe or not to step on her toe. Working on a time bomb, there's a, there's, there's a problem. There's a problem. Or, um, like I said before too, that abuse could be, but abuse could be physical. That is when it involves fighting, physical fighting, altercation and beating and the likes. It could also be sexual. When sex becomes a weapon. You know, for marriage, the issue of rape will not come to play. But however, there's a way you can also violate your, your partner sexually. When you force your partner to have sex or engage in sexual hearts against his or her will, and this go on like that for, for a while is, is, is also marital abuse. It's abuse. You are using that sex as a weapon of punishment, of punishing your partner. It's an abuse. So abuse will also be emotional. When you insult your partner to the point that, you know, some will say they just feel like committing suicide. They just, they don't, they, they feel worthless. They feel worthless. And it could also be economic or psychological in nature. You are the one that is do, doing what is wrong, but you, you lay all the blame on your partner. You blame him or her for your own violent behavior. It's not because uh, you talk to me that like, I wouldn't have slapped you. You understand? It's not because the way you, the way you address me. Ah, how can I slap my wife? Can you imagine? So she also be feeling bad. Oh, how I make my husband to slap me. Do you understand? He's the one slapping. 
and and if they want still putting the blame on you, oh, that is abuse. That is abuse. Telling you or telling you, I mean, the wife telling the husband, you don't deserve me. You are worthless, idiot. You know, all your mates are doing this. All your mates are doing that. This is all you. This is all you know how to do. And the man feel worthless. So there's a problem. Or when you neglect each other completely, needlessly, without a cause. Those are the signs that one should look out for. You know, the sign, the, the major sign that everybody looks out for is, oh, it's, it's not beating you, Abish. Your husband is not beating you, Abish. And just, 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 just manage. Just, uh, just manage. Just do this. Just try. Eh? But there are other ways that a husband or a wife can abuse his or her partner. And those are the signs you should look out for. Either one of it, a combination of some of the things I've been talking about, or even all of them. But when you see any of these signs, it's a signal that you could or you might be in an abusive marriage. Thank you. Okay. So, one way someone can know they are in an abusive marriage is when there is no value like value is lacking value is absent pastor Pierre said something about marriage being one you know from um, the origin of marriage from the creator of marriage it's it's been said that and two become one and pastor Pierre said something about that for someone to beat him or herself that person is a mad person it should be said i I can't get a hot a hot metal and put on my skin. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Except except it's gonna do me good. Else I wouldn't do it. Um, I can't get a gun and shoot myself. That's 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 me being crazy. Now, unknowingly to some persons, these are the things they do to themselves, thinking they are doing it to their partners. I tell people that marriage, marriage is 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 about partnership. If if um if I have to use because of the 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 way marriages have uh, have been, permit me to use business partnership to explain the partnership in marriage. Else, it's meant to be the other way around. Partnership has to do with two people coming to together just for a purpose for a vision and they would have to contribute it depends on the agreement if it's 50 50 if it's 70 20 70 30 80 20 but reasonable amount and whatever you're putting in that's the same thing you're gonna get nobody's cheating anybody so you have to value the next person because you know that without the next person there's no hundred percent there's no, you can't be, you're not 100%. You need the other person to make you 100% in that marriage as a partner. So once there is no more value, because if I value you, if I value someone, I will go the extra mile. I would, I would, I would give you that respect. I would, I would want you to smile. I want you to be happy. I want you to 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 be good at all times as much as i can 
I will give you the best I can. I will give you my best. So I really don't need to wait till you slap me. Pastor Pesson about um, emotional abuse. I don't need you to slap me first or hit me before I know, oh, this is a marital or this, this, this marriage is becoming abusive. I called you and I said, please, can you help me do this? The attitude you're putting on for me for 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 lending me a hand is 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 not what it is anymore probably maybe because you're tired or something you're just out a big a big a that means you don't have value for the person so for me i i think that's it when 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 i just sense the lack of value then i just know just 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 just, just kill it so how would you know you are in an abusive marriage. First, I'll say, when you don't find a friend in your spouse, when you don't find a best friend in your spouse, you know, there are some friends that, there are some relationships that you cannot just do without this person. You just want to be with this person. You just want to be all over this person. Ah, if this person is not around, oh my God, like the whole world is, is about to crumble. When you don't find that anymore in your spouse, just know that there is problem. When you are always happy that your husband has traveled or your wife has traveled and they're like, oh, thank you, God. This man has finally left the house. This woman has finally left the house. There is a problem. You need to be a best friend to your spouse. I tell people, I say, I don't have a best, I don't have, I have people that I talk to, acquaintances and all of that, but I, I don't have a best friend outside other than my husband. And that is how it's, it's supposed to be. That is how marriage is supposed to be for husband and a wife. Your husband should be your best friend. Your wife should be your best friend. It should be this person that, oh, oh, where's my husband? I just want to talk to him. Oh, where's my wife? I just want to, I just want to be with this person. If you are lacking that and you don't find that again, check yourself. Check your marriage. Something is wrong. You are about to lose it. Again, when your spouse makes you feel you are nothing or you do not matter in decision-making, major decision-making, if your spouse doesn't see that in you, something is wrong. If your spouse doesn't carry you along in making decisions for the family, for in-laws, you don't know what is coming into the house, you don't know what your husband or your wife is about to do. There is no openness between the both. So we need to work on that also if we want to have a beautiful marriage. Husbands should learn to carry their wives along. In decision-making, it is a sign. Whatever you it want to do, be open to your wife. Your husband value wives. Be open to your husband. Wife.
value you. If you don't know what is coming in, you don't know what you. There is nothing she will do. You don't know what your wife is spending. That she will not carry the husband. You spend money, and there is nothing your husband will do. That you will not carry the wife. Like you are a charity organization or foundation. No, there should be this synergy between the both of you. Hey, babe, I just want to send this thing. I got this money. I got this. I want to do this. I want to do that. How far should they go ahead with it? That is how it ought to be. Marriage is not a one-man show. Marriage is not a one-man show. It is the two people coming together to become one. So if you leave the other person behind and say, this one, I beg, she doesn't matter. Let me just handle it. Let me just do it. There will be a problem. There will be a problem. Then, when your partner hits you physically, not once, if maybe if it is just once, and it's like you can say it was a mistake. But if it repeats itself the second time, the third time, and just like that, consistently, just know that something is wrong. There is a red flag somewhere. And that is when you need to either go on your knees or you get somebody that you know you can talk to. Yes, a third party, so to say. Get somebody you know you can talk to to give you counsel. Do not just leave the marriage just like that because there are some you know, violence at home that can actually be, you know, amended. It, it can be corrected. And there are some, it cannot be corrected. It is best you find your level because your life is precious to God, to your children, to your parents, to your nation, your life. You are very, very important. It will be very shameful for you to die in marriage, all in the name of I love this man. That was how a young lady died in Port Harcourt. This man keep, keeps eating the wife on a regular basis. And the parents are like, come back home. Leave this marriage. You cannot die in this marriage. Leave this marriage. Say, so don't worry. I love him. My husband loves me. And you know, there are some men. By the time they beat you, after beating you, they'll go and buy Shabama for you. They'll tell you all sort of stories. Or they send money to you to apologize. And then she was just managing it. But this very day, the man beat her up. He beat this woman up and she died. In Port Harcourt, the man is still in the prison. She died, like the lady died. And when the father saw her, I was like, so this is what you want. You want to die in your marriage. So you have gotten what you wanted. Bye. You understand? So life is very, very precious. Once you notice all these things and you know you cannot bear it, please. Report to the necessary um, agency. I think there's, a, there's an agency that handles um, violence in marriages and all that. That's the base. Please, there is room for separation. So, thank you.
Living in or with an abusive marriage and partner is a daunting challenge. Addressing it with kids' clothes is another level of I don't care attitude. Life does not have a duplicate, hence take a bold step. You do not want to be brought back home in a casket because you love your spouse blindly. Before what happens, Gary, find your level. It has been an interesting discussion so far and I hope you're getting a thing or two on this topic. On the last segment, we want to talk about living an abusive marriage or how one can get out of an abusive marriage. And I call it the rescue mission. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, let me start by saying this. It is better to be single, praying seriously to be married than to be married hoping eagerly to be single again. So in other words, don't even, before you go into marriage, be sure you marry your friend. Be sure you are the center of God's will. Be sure that your marriage is not on the wrong foundation. Because if you marry your friend, no matter what happens, you will still remain friend. Friend don't want to hurt friend, even though they have arguments, even though they have friction, they will still they will stick together. So when you marry your friend, no matter what happens in your marriage, it will hardly break because you've married your friend. Even if you have your differences or your issues, you always find the meeting point. But when you marry someone in court, who is more or like an enemy, that will be problems. So, the word, how do you get out of an abusive marriage? Who knows that you're already him? So, what should you do? Well, I know what will come to mind for a lot of people is, oh, run away, separate, divorce. Well, but let me start by saying this. You need to first and foremost fight on your knee if you are a believer and a Christian whom you are running. Because more often than not, it is as a result of the devil attacking your home that you experience all of these things. So you go to God and pray. Allow God to step in. Invite, invite, invite God. Because we've seen cases whereby uh, we've got have mercy on you. You just realize that your husband or your wife changes overnight and is a brand new person. The forces behind those violence is gone. So fight, fight on your knee. Fight on your knee. And um, I would also like to say that at the early stage, we should exploit what I call engagement. If you're married to this man for five years, he has never beaten you before. 15 years, nothing like that. But all of a sudden, you, you see this strange behavior. So that should call to mind that something is wrong somewhere. So let's exploit engagement. That is 
talking to the man or to the woman, he's from the wife now, engage your spouse in dialogue. So the first solution as the marriage coach that we, we, we advise or counsel people to, to, to do is dialogue. You need to know the root cause of this thing. We know that some people are natural abusers. But some are not. Not because they just want to abuse their wife or they want to abuse their husband. No, no. But something led to that. So you may be able to solve that through engagement. Touchful engagement. So you keep talking. Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You're not like this before. So you sit down, you have a conference to talk, a family talk over time to see if the, if the, if the abuser will change, which is possible. But if things continue that way and there is no change, then what we advise next is counseling. So counseling may be needed to know the root cause of the problem and see if the woman or the man could change. And this is where spiritual leadership and prayers come, come into play for believers anyway. That way some, some, some spouses have changed and turned a new leaf. Counseling. So you can talk to your partner. Let's go for counseling. Maybe where you worship, you can talk, talk to your pastor. Let them, they will talk to you. There are a lot of cases, we don't have time to begin to mention a lot of cases now, that, that by God's grace has been resolved. And before you know it, they are, they are perfectly and beautifully okay afterward. So counseling. So number one is engagement. Number two is counseling. But if the domestic violence persists after the, the I mean, the other steps of engagement and counseling, they are from the measured steps, or it grows worse, then the last thing that we talk about, we encourage separation. Separation, like uh, Madam Gladys mentioned the other time, separation. So, uh, and it's temporary separation. The abused partner needs to stay away. Maybe for a while. Maybe for a while. Stay away from such marriage. This does not connote divorce, please. Separation is not the same thing as divorce. Only that you are not you are not staying together as husband and wife under the same roof for a time being. Let's see if the the, the, the if he, if the man is the abuser, if his head will be correct and come down, and it will change and turn a new leaf. And until that change comes, well. Separation is allowed. Though you are still husband and wife, that you are no longer living together under the same roof. And at that, none of the past has the liberty to marry another person. Why you are still married to that person? Call him abuser, call her abuser. It is not scriptural. So I believe believers can relate. So staying up also means you can't say, oh, I'm not, I'm not with my husband again. And you're not having sex with another man outside. You are still married to him anyway. So staying off also means not having sexual relation with another man or another woman other than your partner. As long as you take him to stay off. Mm-hmm. Unless 
trust the Lord that the man or the woman will change. So that this this case of somebody like she mentioned the other time, and the the woman died, and that was the end. So uh, you have been beaten here and then you need to speak up because you don't die in silence. You don't die in silence. So you need to you don't keep keep it to yourself alone. Silence is not allowed. Speak up. That is the essence of cancelling. Speak up. So that we know what to do. We know how, I mean, men of God, pastors, leaders, people who know more can, even psychologists, therapists, all of them can come in. Because sometimes, more often than not, the issue is psychosomatic in nature. It's not even spiritual at all. It's psychosomatic. The man just lost his job three months ago. And uh, all his bones in the office is threatening him with the um, sack letter. And the only way he can express himself of Robbie is to get to him and, 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 and fight everybody and become violent. So psychologically, that could be a problem. It could be a psychosomatic issue that with cancelling, we'll be able to trace it out. And before you know, you see your brand new husband that you married. So engagement, cancelling, and separation, temporary separation, hoping that things will get better so that the marriage can continue. If it doesn't get better, separation is allowed. I think one of the things you need to do, you first of all need to identify what the problem is. Identify what the problem is. What's the problem like? I think Pastor mentioned it before. What is the root cause of my husband? What is his root cause to his um, sudden change in attitude, in character, in his words? What is the problem? And then after you do that, once you identify what the problem is, you go on your knees and pray. Engage your knees in prayer. Then after that, you see that the, the problem, the, the, the abuse is, it keeps coming. I think the next thing to do is for you to involve a third party. Involve a third party in the sense of involve a counselor. Involve a counselor for them to know what is going on in your home. It can be somebody you trust so much, your pastor, um, a family friend, somebody that can actually talk to your husband or your wife and they will listen. Because thirdly, you need to speak up. If you don't speak, nobody will know what you're going through. If you don't talk, nobody will know what you're going through. And so for that reason, you need to speak up. You need to speak up. And then if the counsel that was gotten from the parties, the third party that you involved in your um marriage and all of that 
if the advice or the counsel given to you is something you can work with, then I think you now have to go back, sit your husband down, sit your wife down, and then both of you talk about it. Talk about how you can work out things, how you can stop some attitudes. Of course, Pastor said there are some attitudes that makes um, the next person to react in in an abusive manner. Probably the wife talks down the uh, talks down on the man, or the husband, you know, talks down on the wife. So they need to talk about it. They need to find out the root cause of the problem. Learn to say, I'm sorry. Learn to say, please. All these little things are things that can destroy marriages. When I am in the mood and I want to, you know, enter Jerusalem, please open for me. And there are some women, they are not even helping themselves to, you know, explore in the area of sex. This sex, sexual aspect on its own is a big issue. It's a very, very big issue that sometimes the couples, they won't even know, uh, they, they will not want to talk about it. You know, people are like, ah, what is the problem? What is the problem? But the husband and the wife actually know that the, the main problem is that they are not getting satisfied sexually. I'll tell you about another family. This man, he does not have anything to, to do with sex. As in, he doesn't move in. If the, if the wife likes, let her bear um, see-through night way. He is not moved. And that was the actual problem in their home. That was the actual problem. That, but nobody knew. Nobody. So the woman was dying in silence. How come? How can I be in the house? My husband will not touch me. My husband will not kiss me. My husband will not. If I even make a move, it is a problem. And she was like, yeah, I cannot stay again. She packed everything she had, every single thing she had, and left the marriage. Until they started out, they, they had to call for a meeting. On different occasions, they would call the woman differently. They would call the man differently, trying to get, you know, hear from um, each other, each person what the problem actually is. That was when the woman now opened up and said, My husband does not give me enough sex. He is not moved. He does not want. And still, for for the women too, they are all, not also, you know, doing well in the aspect of sex. They do not, how will I put it? They feel, the men, they feel that those girls out there that knows how to, you know, take care of a man. That's just because the woman has decided, okay, now it's not just to open leg, or you open and enter. And they're like, ah, what kind of wala is this? No variety, nothing, nothing. When you don't give a man good sex, it will cause problem. I'm sorry, I'm talking. I'm talking. Um, I don't know how to say it, but I'm just. I just need to be open. When you don't give a man good sex, there will be a problem. Me, I'm a pastor's wife. But if see that area, 
I don't joke with it. I don't joke with it. And I thank God for the kind of man God gave me. I do not joke with it. And my husband, don't joke with it. When we get to the bedroom, we are not, you know, we, we, we satisfy each other. When you satisfy your husband, there is no issue. There is no problem. Men, give them that thing. Let them enjoy it. Give them good food. Honor them. Be submissive. There will be no problem. So that alone is a big challenge. Maybe we'll talk about that one in another meeting. But that alone is a big challenge. Sex, lack of sex is a big challenge. So lastly, what I will say is, your life as a man or a woman, your life is precious. I said it before. Your life is precious. If you know that your husband is abusing you sexually, emotionally, using his mouth already to destroy you, to tear you down, please seek for counsel. Pray, seek for counsel. And then if there is need for temporary separation, please, it is very, very important that you separate a while. And then while they are working on the person, either the man or the woman, I believe with time, the both parties will come back together. Okay. Mrs. Um, Gladys, I, I, I think at the point she became like too real. Like it's, it, it's nice. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. It's, it's something people don't like talking about sex. sex. People really don't like talking about it, but it is, it is one key, key root of um, problem or issues in, in marriages today. So nice one. So, um, Mrs. Gladys and um, Pastor Pear, um, they really said like almost everything. But me, um, the the adrenaline rush in my head when I hear such a question is, leave that marriage. I have heard stories. I have I have I have, I have seen, and I never stop people leave that marriage because I'm not. Uh, marriage is not to be endured. Marriage is to be enjoyed. I should be able to come on, like, ah, look forward to being with my spouse for like forever, forever. You know. So the first slap that's for physical abuse, the first insult, um, the first um sex starvation the first the first the first of any kind of abuse i this is my own head i think it's good you sit the person down um pastor pastor engage um mrs gladys said communicate sit the person down okay this happened i don't like this i don't like this this didn't go well go down well with me how can we resolve and make sure this doesn't happen again or something worse doesn't happen again? How can we get better in this marriage? So you engage, you communicate. Nip, nip, nip it at the board immediately. Don't wait for, okay, uh, maybe he was angry or he was stressed or maybe because of the way I did. Mm-mm-mm. That first one, engage, communicate, settle it once and for all. And again, I want to say, um, husbands, wives, we are, we are, um, when I say, 
in charge of our response, of our reactions. No matter what the next person has done, you like you don't have to react. Sit down, think, put yourself in the person's shoes, okay, and see. Then act. Um, I think Gladys said wisdom. Act with God's wisdom. Not just, oh, the person slapped me, so that means I'll start guessing about, mm mm mm. person called me a fool, that means I'll say um, stupid. Act with wisdom. Don't react. Then, one thing again, so that we just we just round up, um, I, I subscribe partially to the separation <clears throat> technique, excuse me, um, because for, for someone like me, I don't do well with space. So I don't do well, like, I'll give me space. Mm-mm-mm. You're my partner, you're my spouse, you're my significant other. Don't no need to give me space if it's not space for me and my God. In short, me and yourself should be having the time with me and my God, our God. So, but if it's necessary that that separation be done, then fine. But with good authorities, so that it doesn't go sideways at the end of the day, it doesn't go towards divorce, like um, Pastor Pear um, clearly um, clearly advised that it shouldn't get to that part. In addition to that. Look for someone that your spouse. See, in short, this is this is something you shouldn't do before marriage. This is something you shouldn't do before getting married. Look for someone that your husband or your wife listens to. For me, getting married, the first thing I have to take my wife and um, 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 tell my wife, see, see this person, see this person. These are the people that see her. Eh? No matter how my head wants to touch in this life, both of them of them or this person if you bring my matter to this person i would have to align back look for that person ask your husband ask your wife who do you listen to so that when like pastor pair and mrs gladys mentioned when you have maybe the first abuse has um happened and you've communicated you've engaged you've solved it and the second one happens you should know, okay, no, 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 this one is, I need to see cancel. These are the people, you, because for me, I wouldn't necessarily say meet your pastor. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Who does the person listen to? Go to that person. Say, see, 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 see you. And for me, from the beginning, I would tell anybody, see, if we are, we are, if we are married, we are dating. If you mean anything misbehave, I am reporting you. Let's agree so that you can report me, I can report you. So I definitely need to take permission after that moment to report to you. And we pray that it doesn't get beyond this so we don't go to the separation part because I really don't subscribe. Because some person, if you just give them that space, unsupervised space, forget about it. For you know, oh, I'm filing for divorce, and you know, so that's it. Thanks. Engagement, communication, and sex are essentials to a successful marriage. Not forgetting prayers, especially in a Christian home. With this, we call it a wrap on today's episode centered around bathroom and violence in marriage. I want to thank you all for agreeing to do this episode with me. Pastor Ope, thank you for honoring this invitation. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, here's a reminder that Pastor Ope has a book. And on this episode, I'm going to include a link to the online store where you can make others and grab yourself a copy. Mrs. Gladys, it's been wonderful having you again on today's episode. You know, the busy schedule and everything. Thank you very much. 
You're welcome. So glad to be here. And then, Precious, you know, after a while, we got to hear your voice on Coco Ops. It's been ages. Thank you for coming around. Yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for allowing me to be part of this. All right. When it comes to battering and violence in marriage, abuse does not, uh, it does not only come from the husband. Men also suffer abuse. Yes, you can agree with me. Men suffer abuse. You know, Pastor Pete tell it down to emotion and um, psychology. But I'll say that there are women with the strong bones. You know those people that, I don't know what they call them, those ones that have single bone. Very strong women. You know, those ones that can compete with Anthony Joshua the boxer. And trust me, they can do tremendous things. However, Pastor Ken says, uh, seek counsel if you find yourself in an abusive marriage. First, before you do anything else. Now, that's from a coach and an expert point of view. Mrs. Gladys, you know, she's, she was talking from the counselor's point of view. She highlighted that irrespective you're the best prayer warrior, the Holy Spirit field pastor and evangelist or spiritualist, put those titles aside and boogie down with your spouse in the other room. What are we trying to say? Sex is a lubricant of a marriage. You all can agree with me. And lastly, Precious, you know, he, he spoke from the singles angle and he advised us that if your strength cannot carry, if your strength cannot carry, if you cannot hold forth in that abusive marriage, rather than die while trying, live with what's left and save thyself. Now that was the submission that got my thumbs up. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode and I am glad you listened to it. Have you listened to our last episode? I guess not. So in case you haven't listened to our last episode, I did a solo. It was just me and I was talking about the era of honest opinion. You know, some, you look at what's happening now, you cannot say, you can, you can all agree with me that the truth is no longer there. People no longer say the truth. People no longer give you the honest opinions. People no longer give you the honest reviews about anything. Nobody wants to hurt anybody. So because I don't want to hurt this person's feeling, I'm not going to tell them the truth. Because I don't want to spoil my name or I don't want to be in the bad books of any organization, I'm not going to give them the lowest review or complain about their bad services. I bet you if you listen to that episode, you're going to understand fully what I'm talking about. It was quite interesting. Yeah, I give... And I spoke extensively, highlighting on major points. Once again, I say thank you all for standing by and listening to this episode. My name is William Spring Shibiki, and this is Coco Hops. Remember, violence is not the way to go. Please, whenever you notice something abstract or something unusual happening in your marriage, you go to God in prayers, and after that, try to seek counsel. Bye-bye. This is love.